0: Welcome to Kind World. I'm Yasmin Amr. And I'm Andrea Aswahi. Today marks a very important day in history.
1: Behind the barbed wire lay a world of men and women condemned to death, and a world of those who had died already. The
0: survivors cut off from the rest of humanity. 75 years ago, Soviet forces, who were part of the Allied powers during World War II, came upon a horrifying scene in Poland. Thousands of people were waiting, emaciated and barely alive, at Auschwitz, the most notorious of all Nazi concentration camps. It's estimated that of the six million Jews who died during World War II at the hands of Nazis, one million died in Auschwitz. One woman, Edith Rubin, who's now 91, managed to escape death. Edith doesn't like to talk about her painful memories of the Holocaust, but she agreed to talk to us because she wanted to share the stories of kindness that she experienced during the most difficult time in her life. Edith grew up in a very small town in Hungary with her parents and sister. She lived a mostly comfortable life, but outside the home in the 1930s, she started recognizing the growing anti-Semitism.
2: I had uh, children that I played, and then one day they were told never to play with Jews. Things got much worse.
1: Edith remembers the day her family was forced to leave their home without their belongings. They and other Jewish families were taken to a nearby town square, where they were forced onto trains. They didn't know it at the time, but those trains were headed to Auschwitz.
2: When we get to a house there in Auschwitz, they cut our hair off completely. And I felt so humiliated. You know, I was a teenager and I I did not have a drop of hair. I was, I still was not in reality to say that they want to kill us.
1: Edith was 15 years old. She was separated from her family. And because she was tall for her age, she was sent to work at another camp. There, she experienced relentless cruelty. But she says there were rare moments of kindness that she'll never forget. Like the day she and other prisoners were forced to march with their heavy shovels. That day, Edith was struggling to keep up. She was feeling weak because of a festering wound on her leg. That's when another prisoner stepped up to help her.
2: I don't even remember her name. And she maybe she felt sorry for me because it was hard for me to walk. And she took for me the the shovel. She said, I want to do it. And I, I remember I... I don't want her to she should take two showers. I said, no, don't do this. But she insisted. And when I saw this kindness, then then I I I imagine I had some hope.
1: Edith believes this woman saved her life. If she'd been caught struggling, or if she collapsed, the Nazis would have likely killed her.
0: Another act of kindness that sticks out in her mind came from an unexpected source, an older German guard. Every day he took his lunch and set it out for the Jewish prisoners.
2: And he just put it down, did not say nothing, did not look back. And I never forgot him. I know, I, I mean, can you imagine giving his lunch every day? So it meant that maybe the german people a lot of them was good and hitler was to turn them into what they they became
0: after about a year of working at the camp edith felt physically depleted she wasn't sure she'd make it that's when her story took a turn in early 1945 a Swedish diplomat named Folk Bernadotte had negotiated the release of thousands of prisoners from Nazi concentration camps. Edith was one of them.
2: I I, I was non functioned People were screaming, we are free, we are free. But I had no idea what it means, free. Like it's it's familiar, but I, I don't know what it is.
0: She got on a train bound for Denmark. The next thing Edith remembers is the face of a young Danish rescuer. At the camps, Edith hadn't been able to change or shower. She was covered in sores and lice. Still, that rescuer held her in his arms and asked her what she needed.
2: I I could not believe that this is possible. And and my my heart was full of love. And they said... You can ask anything you want, we will give you. Uh, they gave us everything. They were so good to us. They, they washed our... Uh, scrubbed us, not washed, because we were so dirty. It's all beautiful and so kind. After another year of
1: living in Sweden as a refugee, Edith made her way back to Hungary to look for her family. She was able to find her sister... But her parents didn't survive. Later in life, Edith eventually settled in the US and married. She had two daughters and now has three grandchildren. Edith looks back on her life and everything she's overcome. She's grateful for the people who gave her hope while she was at the camp and to the rescuers who opened their hearts to refugees like her. She's still here, now sharing her story thanks to their extraordinary kindness. We'll be right back with more Kind World after the break.
0: The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost.
2: Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day.
0: I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy Mining for a Green Future. Five special episodes. Listen and follow on point wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back to Kind World. Before the break, we heard from 91-year-old Edith Rubin, who shared her story about surviving the Holocaust.
0: It's more important than ever that we hear these stories. A recent poll found that two-thirds of millennials couldn't correctly say what Auschwitz was. And 22% said they either didn't or weren't sure if they heard of the Holocaust.
1: So, Andrea, I was very shocked when I read those numbers. Also, that same poll says that half of Americans think Hitler forced his way into power. He didn't. He was democratically elected. And that's what gave him legitimacy to carry out the atrocities that he did.
0: After our interview with Edith, we spoke to her daughter, Myra Goodman, and she says there are lessons she hopes we can all learn from her mother's story.
1: I think for a lot of people they feel like the Holocaust is ancient history. It is it is so it is so alive and it is it's such a cautionary tale. And I think you know we're not seeing things of the magnitude of the Holocaust, but we're seeing a lot of the emotion and a lot of the forces now in the world, you know, all this reaction to immigrants and all this nationalism and all of this divisiveness. And I just think that it is so important for us to see where humans can go when when we let these type of um, forces kind of get out of control. And I think it's just important for all of us to, to be introspective and to look for the love in our hearts. Kind World is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. Paul Vikis and Matt Reed do our sound design. This episode was mixed by Matt Lissette. And in this episode, we had some extra recording help from Edith's granddaughter, Nina Grace Harmer. Iris Adler is our executive producer. I'm reporter and producer Yasmin Amer.
0: And I'm reporter and producer Andrea Aswahe. We're coming back with an all-new season in March. Until then, don't forget to subscribe to our weekly newsletter called The Care Package. We'll send you lots of good stories straight to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up on our website wbur.org slash kind world. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.